Hello, I'm Alec and this is Scandal 101. Let me tell you, I feel so official. I just got my pop filter in the mail today. And in case you don't know what a pop filter is, it's something that goes in front of the microphone so I can say my P's, my B's, my Q's, and I can go, and it doesn't um, make the microphone go crazy and be like, hey, you're blowing me out. Like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah, so I feel so official. I have my microphone, my computer, my pop filter now, And welcome to Scandal 101. (laughs) That's not the point of this uh, podcast, but here you are anyway. Oh, I hope you're doing well. Happy Friday if you're listening to it on the day it comes out. And if you're not, happy whatever day it is for you. Man, okay, a lot of stuff has been going on in the news recently, but one I really want to talk about is an article I read earlier today from Morocco. Apparently there, one of their universities, professors were demanding sexual favors from female students in turn, uh, in, to like get a good grade. So basically, hey, student, thanks so much for attending the university here. Please do this sexual favor and you will get a better grade. That's horrible. And no one should have to be like, <laughs> why just... <sighs> I say this so much in this ep- in the in the podcast, but why? You know, just why? So yeah, that is the one scandal I wanted to talk about before the episode. But as you are all aware, there are so many scandals going on all the time. One thing I wanted to mention before I forgot: um, if you could leave a quick review, five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and apparently if you're on your phone on Spotify, I just noticed this the other day, you can leave reviews on Spotify. I don't know if you can actually write a review, but you can leave like a one through five-star review. So if you are liking the podcast, if you've liked the podcast for a while and you haven't left a review, that would be super cool of you if you could just do that really quick. Um, It helps support the podcast, it helps it grow, and I would greatly appreciate it. Blech. Okay, now that that self-promotion is out of the way, I am going to name my sources, just I've started doing it at the beginning so I can knock it out of the way, and then we will get into the episode. So my sources that I use in alphabetical order, and as always, they are posted on the website, which I will say at the end. I watched a video from the LA Times. I looked at the City of Torrance website for their mission values and vision. I read four different, or I'm sorry, five different articles by James Quiali for the Los Angeles Times. He wrote a bunch of different articles where a lot of my information comes from about this whole scandal. I read an article in the Orange County Register by T. Saavedra and J. Nelson. And then lastly, I just used the Torrance, California Wikipedia page for some background information. Alrighty, on that note, you saw the title when you clicked on it, but this episode is titled A Swastika, A Smiley Face, and A Police Department. So let's get into it. 
To start us off, let's get some brief background information on where this story is taking place in Torrance, California, so we all know where we're at throughout this entire episode. Torrance is in the Los Angeles metro area, and it's located in Los Angeles County. It is 21 miles south of downtown LA. It has 1.5 miles of beaches, and it has a population of 147,000 as of 2020 census. Further, it has been ranked as one of the safest cities in Los Angeles County, which like, perfect, yay, so safe, so happy, so cool, wonderful. The history of Torrance is a little more complex than what the outside picture might appear. Torrance used to be a part of Los Angeles, but in the late 1940s, the residents, they were like, hey homies, we want to have our own town, we want to have our own school district, we just want to do our own thing. So that happened, the school district was formed, and it was viewed as a white flight school district, and essentially what that is, is white people would say, oh no, there's too many, this kind of people in our school district, usually black people, and they were like, oh perfect, this white school district, let's go there. So Torrance kind of has a history of that, it's just important to know that going in, because while this story is shocking to the senses, when you kind of understand a brief, brief history of how Torrance became Torrance, it may not seem so shocking. Lastly, because of the separation, the school district in Torrance remained white for decades. And on that positive note, let's get introduced to the Torrance Police Department. Part of the mission statement of the Torrance Police Department says, quote, to preserve a high quality of life and feeling of safety for the city's diverse population, all members of the Torrance Police Department are committed to serve with professionalism, respect, and concern for the community. To optimize the use of police resources, the department balances firm and quick response to all forms of crime with community problem-solving and crime prevention approaches. Quality leadership at all levels reflects the department's commitment to a strong work ethic while valuing diversity, promoting effective learning, enhancing, and maintaining flexibility. End quote. Of their five core values, one of them is pride, which they describe as, quote, believing in the social value of our work, considering it to be among the most noble of professions, and deriving personal and professional satisfaction from the effective performance of our duties. End quote. I can get down with that mission statement, I can get down with those values, I'm not going to dive into my very complex feelings about law enforcement and all of the things that have happened in the past two to three years. I mean, they've been happening for a long time, but especially what's been in the news the past two to three years. But in theory, that mission statement, those values, all of those those things on paper, they make sense. You want to value diversity, you want to be a professional, you want to do hard work, you want to stop crime, you value your community. Cool, yeah, that all sounds good, that's great, sign me up, I'm down for that. Unfortunately, (laughs) it's interesting how posted values, posted mission statements don't often seem to be put into practice. Our story starts in January of 2020 with a man named Kylie Swain. Early one morning, Swain was arrested on suspicion of stealing mail from a Torrance apartment building, which... Swain, if that's true, 
not cool. Stealing mail. I got my mail the other day. There was my tax information. So if that was stolen, I would have been real bummed. So police were called. Swain was arrested and he went to jail for the night. But he was released the next day and no charges were ever filed. So presumably whatever notion they thought they had never panned out. Because Swain went to jail for the night, and I'm not sure the protocol when someone goes to jail for the night, but Swain's car was impounded the night he was arrested. And I'm sure that sucked, but it probably didn't suck as much when he and his father learned that the car had been vandalized when they went to go pick up the car two days later. So they're like, hey, we're here to pick up our car. And the person's like, oh my gosh, so sorry, it was vandalized. Vandalism on a car obviously sucks if you get your car keyed, if someone spray paints your car, you know, stuff like that. It's horrible. I'm sure that's kind of what Swain had in mind. He was like, God damn it, this has been spray painted. He was kind of right. There was spray paint involved, but instead of an average vandalism job, such as like keying the car or like spray painting a penis on the car, something more shocking was done. On the inside of the car, on the passenger seat, a smiley face was spray painted, which is like, oh, a smiley face, thanks, question mark. And on one of the back seats, a swastika was spray painted on the inside of the car. On top of this, I also believe that there was some spray painting on the outside of the car, but obviously (laughs) the main problem here is that vandalism was done to the car, a smiley face was on the front seat, and oh yeah, a swastika spray painted on the inside of his car on the back seat. Swain said about the vandalism, quote, Initially, when I first saw the vandalism, I was shocked. I felt disgraced. I felt intimidated by the swastika, end quote. Swain said in another interview that he has Jewish lineage in his family. Initially, what Swain was led to believe was that the vandalism was done by the tow truck driver, which, what a dick. (laughs) Like, why, the person who's towing the car, why are you spray painting? But also, why are you spray painting a hate symbol? That's just, whatever. Like, not whatever, but it's dumb. So with the tow truck driver taking responsibility for the vandalism, it was said that the tow yard company, whoever it was, paid the $2,250 it took to repair the car. And from my understanding of what happened next, Swain reported what had happened to the police, which like, heck yeah, your car was vandalized. Also, it was vandalized with a hate symbol. The police start investigating, and of course they're going to look into the tow truck driver, and the tow truck driver's name was Christopher Dunn, and he was being interrogated by the police as a suspect. While being interrogated, he said something that likely shocked police. He said that, quote, He had witnessed Tom Six spray painting the outside of the car. He also received a text message from Weldon apologizing for the damage. End quote. First question we need to ask. Who are Weldon and Tom Sick? Their full names are Cody Weldon, who was 28 at the time, and Christopher Tom Sick, who was 29 at the time. These two officers were officers with the Torrance Police Department, and they were a part of a group of officers that responded to the mail theft call that Swain was involved in. Some background information on these officers, Tom Sick was awarded a medal in 2017 for helping save the life of a three-month-old baby who stopped breathing in a mall, which like, 
Heck yeah, Tom Sick, you deserve a medal for that. Saving a little baby, good for you. He also has been linked to two deaths while on duty, one of which was a man named Michael Lopez, and he was apparently trying to ram the police with his vehicle. And the second was a man who was wielding a knife at a mall and was fighting with officers. The first death named Michael Lopez, he died from a shooting by one of the officers and the second one the knife wielding person he did not die from a gunshot wound but instead on the way to the hospital after he had been subdued by the officers he died of quote a heart attack due to a combination of methamphetamine intoxication and struggling with the officers end quote so It seems like the first guy, Michael, the guy ramming with a car, he got shot because of what he was doing, and the second guy died on his way to the hospital. There were no charges in uh, either death for Tom Sick or the officers, and in terms of Cody Weldon, the other officer, he... I couldn't really find anything about him other than he was with the Torrance Police Department for around four years. And so maybe that just means he had kind of an average service record. Who knows? But I really couldn't find a lot about him or like what his service record looked like. Okay, now we know who they are. Tom Sick, Weldon, two of the officers that responded to the mail fraud call the night that Swain was arrested. Hello. The two officers then allegedly spray-painted the swastika on the rear seat of the car and then the happy face on the front passenger seat. It was also alleged that the two officers falsified documents submitted to the California Highway Patrol as part of the investigation into the vandalism in which they did not include anything about the vandalism in the report. So to me, it seems like what happened is that they allegedly vandalized this car and they had to fill out a report being like, hey, we're towing this car, this vehicle's being towed, so exciting for us, we have to fill out this boring report, here's some information on it, and they didn't include anything about the vandalism. Here's the thing, assuming they did do this spray painting, this vandalism, wouldn't you think that on the report, it would make more sense to say that the vandalism was already there. Like, why wouldn't you say, like, I'm not trying to offer advice to criminals, but, or if you're a police officer criminal, (laughs) probably a niche area, but why wouldn't you say, oh my goodness, when we were towing this car, we realized that there was a swastika painted on the backseat of the car and a happy happy face on the front seat. It's going to be pretty clear when they look at the evidence, like, hmm, interesting that you didn't report this vandalism on the car, but yet it's there. And maybe the thought process was, oh, the report will just say, like, it will just come out that it was vandalized at the tow yard. Maybe cool, but I don't know. To me, it just makes more sense that, like, you would say that it was already vandalized. Both stories are not believable, but to me, saying it already was vandalized is maybe a little more believable. But whatever, my opinion, that's how it was done. Here we are. Now we're back to the tow truck driver. He's being interrogated by the police and he's like, hey, police, guess what? These two officers, they did it, not me. And of course, police are like, whoa, that's crazy. So they start investigating. Sergeant Mark Pon Gallic, who is a Torrance police spokesman, said, quote, Immediately upon learning of the reprehensible allegations in 2020, the Torrance Police Department opened a criminal investigation and the officers were put on leave, end quote. So it sounds like 
Within a short amount of time after figuring this out, the Torrance Police Department did the proper thing. They launched an investigation. They put the officers on leave. They were like, we're going to look into this. Initially, the case was presented to prosecutors as a hate crime, but because the standard of proving a hate crime is so high and it's often not used as a sentencing enhancement, it wasn't filed as a hate crime. However, the officers, Weldon and Tomsick, they were charged, and the realization comes to the Torrance Police Department that, oh no, these officers have been on the police force, they've been involved in hundreds of cases. If these allegations are true, that they spray-painted a swastika on a car, we now need to go back and look at all of the cases that these officers were in to see if there was any bias that could have been involved or anything that could, quote, imperil any arrests or convictions, end quote. Weldon and Tomsick, they were charged with conspiracy and vandalism for the spray painting and both pled not guilty to the charges, which no surprise there, but that's what happened. As police were investigating, they started listening in on calls between Weldon and Tomsick, and here's what happened according to Tomsick and Weldon. From listening in on the calls, they heard calls between Weldon and a towing company employee, and it was clear that Weldon knew of the vandalism, and he also never denied committing it. Tom Sick, he tried to blame Weldon for the vandalism in a phone conversation with the tow truck employee. Tom Sick said, quote, Weldon is the instigator in all of this. I've been pissed at Weldon ever since then, end quote. So from their conversations, it's not really clear who maybe did it, but it sounds a little bit more like Weldon may have done it, and Tomsick was there. Did he participate? Did he let it happen? Who knows? But according to Tomsick, at least, Weldon was the one who did it all. So the police department they're investigating, along with the investigation, is the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office. They're also investigating. They were looking into things, digging deeper and deeper, and they discovered something shocking. As part of the investigation, prosecutors got warrants to search Weldon and Tomsick's phone, and prosecutors found around, quote, 200 gigabytes of data showing more than a dozen officers had been exchanging racist, homophobic, and sexist text messages since 2018, end quote. 200 gigabytes worth of that garbage. And just for reference, an average iPhone comes with 128 gigabytes. So you could fill up one and a half average iPhones with all of the data of this text messages between all these officers and they were racist, homophobic, and sexist text messages. Also, as a warning, I am going to read and talk about some of these texts texts, so just know that going forward. If you don't want to hear racist, homophobic, sexist stuff, you might want to skip ahead a couple minutes, but it's important to talk about it, so I'm going to. An example of the messages being sent in this group chat was a picture being sent with a caption, hanging with the homies. The picture with that caption was of several black men who had been hung, Another photo asked what someone should do if they found out their girlfriend was having an affair with a black man. The answer was, quote, to break a taillight on his car so the police will stop him and shoot him, end quote. 
there is a picture of President Reagan feeding a baby monkey with the caption saying that Reagan, quote, used to babysit Obama, end quote. The officers joked about gassing Jewish people, assaulting members of the LGBTQ plus community, as well as using violence against suspects and lying during an investigation into a police shooting. Several variations of the N-word were used, officers called black men, quote, savages, end quote, and the officers shared pictures on how to tie a noose. After sharing this picture was another picture with a stuffed animal being lynched inside the Torrance Police Headquarters. One officer complained about the idea of having to work with a gay officer, and he said he would, quote, straight punch, end quote, a member of the LGBTQ community while using homophobic slurs. One officer shared an article of someone being arrested for urinating on a black child, and then the officer sent the article with the caption, like the officer typed the caption, quote, what's the crime, end quote. And last but not least, for me this is the worst one, there was a picture sent by an officer mocking the fact that he was the subject of a racial profiling complaint. Quote, So we totally racially profiled his ass, haha, shopping at 7-Eleven while black. He didn't know the rules, lol. End quote. That message was from our friend Christopher Tomsick, the person who was allegedly one of the officers who's who spray-painted Swain's car, and the reason why that one is the worst to me, on top of all the horrible other shit that they were sending, is they were openly like, ho, lol, we were the subject of a racial profiling investigation, haha, look what we did, that black person didn't know the rules, he was shopping at 7-Eleven while black, how ridiculous, like, he deserved to be racially profiled, like, are you... <laughs> Are you kidding me? Your job as an officer is to quote unquote protect and serve the community. You have all those values and missions that your department is spewing on their bullshit website. And you're in this fucking group chat mocking the fact that you were the subject of a racially of racial profiling. And he's like, well, the black person didn't know the rules. He he was uh, in in 7-Eleven and he was black. And also I have a really small penis. Like, shut the fuck up, you goddamn asshole. <laughs> I just as I was researching this, I was literally shouting to myself in my apartment <laughs> I'm sure my neighbors are like, God damn, he's loud. But uh, I just, this is so frustrating to me because it's bad enough that two officers were allegedly spraying a swastika in a car, but now it's a group of officers over a text chain of three years openly being racist, homophobic, sexist, saying that they were the, the subjects of racial profiling investigations and mocking it. And these are the people who are protecting the community in Torrance. What? So when this breaks, of course, there's a huge backlash. It's a huge scandal. As you can tell, I'm angry by it. Tons of people in Torrance were angry. And in total, 15 officers have been placed on administrative leave because of this. And I know what you're thinking, God, it sucks, because whenever this happens, no one ever knows what their names are. Well, guess what? A lot of their names were published, and I'm going to make sure you know them. So here are the names of officers that have been suspended. 
Anthony Chavez, Matthew Coconon, Math- uh, Cody Weldon, which is one we've talked about, Christopher Tomsick, the other one we've talked about, David Chandler, Bra- Blake Williams, Brian Kawamoto, Josh Satterfield, Omar Alonzo, Christopher Allen Young, Long Beach Police Officer Maxwell Schroeder, Andrew Kissing- Kissinger, and Enrique Vallejas. If you were counting, that's only 13 names, and that's because there are some names that haven't been released. Also, 15, the officers, the 15 officers that were suspended, those don't include Tom Sick and Weldon, our friends from Torrance Police Department. And it also does include Long Beach Officer Maxwell Schroeder. So that means there are an additional five officers that have been suspended because of this, but their names have not been released. So that means 18 officers were a part of this for three years. Are you kidding me? Fewer things make me more angry than someone being racist, homophobic, sexist, but the fact that these people were entrusted to protect, quote-unquote, whatever that means, word means to you, protect their community, and to a lot of people, police don't protect the community. They make it worse for a lot of people, but in theory, these officers were entrusted with the job of solving crime, preventing crime, and helping the community, and instead, this is the garbage that they do. God, I'm literally sweating, and I'm not even wearing a jacket. I had to take my jacket off because it kept rubbing together and making annoying noises. I know that's a crazy fact you want to know, but, like, I'm sweating, and (laughs) I'm in a t-shirt and shorts in January. I'm in California, but still. (sighs) Okay. Like I said earlier, this group chat wasn't recent. It had been going on for years, since 2018. And at this point, California Attorney General Rob Bonta, he says that his office is going to investigate the Torrance Police Department, which like, like snaps for you. Yes, please investigate because whatever's going on there is not okay. And if you'll remember, when the Torrance Police Department were initially investigating uh, Tom Sick and Weldon, they were like, oh shoot, we should probably investigate their old cases because maybe there was bias. But now they're like, oh shit, 18 of our officers are openly racist, homophobic, and sexist. Now we have to review all of their cases, their convictions, to see if there's bias in any of that because, in theory, people could be in jail, people could be awaiting trial because of bias of the officer. That's a very real possibility here. It's not, I mean, being racist, homophobic, sexist is horrible within itself, but now there's a very realistic possibility that people could be in jail, people could be awaiting trial, people could have convictions on their records because of these bullshit beliefs that these people have. The investigation into past cases, it was prioritizing reviewing cases where one of the officers was a material witness in the case, and an example of what a case like that might look like is a case where, quote, a single police officer is in his patrol car and sees an individual on the sidewalk and then says he has a bulge in his pocket, pats him down, and recovers a gun. Without that officer, you couldn't prove the case, end quote. So basically, they're looking into these cases and they're like, let's first look at these cases where there's only one officer as a material witness or just there's an officer as a material witness because without their testimony, that case is gone. We need to get rid of that case. So that's what they're starting with when they investigate these cases. 
Walter Katz is a former independent police aud auditor who now serves as a vice president of criminal justice for research, for research firm Arnold Ventures. He said that, quote, what those text messages revealed was an extraordinary hostile attitude toward people of color, people who are non-binary, people who have different sexual orientations. I don't know that we can take anything they've said at face value, end quote. Which it's like, yeah, how the heck are you supposed to trust the words of these officers, especially when their job is to apprehend criminals? How are you supposed to trust the words of these officers if they are openly spewing these bullshit beliefs? Another part of this investigation and this whole situation, which pisses me off, is that there were officers in the group chat, in that text chain, who didn't send any messages but they got all of the messages and they didn't report it to anybody. Sorry, I just hit the table. They didn't report it to anybody. I mean, like, good for you for not participating in the racist, sexist, homophobic bullshit that's going on, but why wouldn't you say anything? Like, <laughs> your job is to quote-unquote protect the community, and you know that your colleagues are being like, oh, lol, I was part of this racial profiling investigation, but the black person didn't know the rules, or man, I would love to straight punch a gay officer. Like, who are you to say nothing? Why are you saying nothing? You're part of the problem if you're not saying anything. Oh my god, okay, I just... <sighs> yeah. To top it off, well, not to top it off, because this isn't necessarily at the end of the story. Let me remind you, this story is recent. This story of the group chat, it broke in, um, I don't know, mid to late 2021. This is still an ongoing investigation. Literally, one of the articles that I used for a lot of my information, it was one of the Los Angeles Times articles, it was updated on Sunday, or Saturday, whenever January 22nd was. It was updated then. So this is legit still an investigation going on, and the further it goes, the more incriminating information that just keeps being released about these officers in their group chat. This is not something that is old and being like, man, in the old days, this group of people was so racist. No, these are people today in 2021, 2022, that are openly spewing this garbage, and at the same time, are being entrusted to quote-unquote protect the community. A lot of the attorneys for the individuals, um, uh, the officers, they declined to respond to questions, the individuals didn't respond to questions, and the police unions that represent the individuals, they didn't respond to questions either. However, one union did put out a statement, one police union, they put out a statement that said, quote, the current administrative investigations are confidential. As such, we do not have access to facts of the underlying investigation or the alleged inappropriate materials. We expect that as police officers, our members should be treated like any other citizen, considered innocent until proven guilty. Our members have a right to due process and should be protected from illegal and unnecessary intrusions into their private lives." End quote. Here's the thing. I'm going to law school. I respect due process. Yes, innocent until proven guilty. You deserve your day in court. No matter how frustrating, how ignorant I think you are, everyone deserves their day in court. Everyone deserves to 
have the justice system serve them, even though the justice system doesn't serve a lot of people, unfortunately. But here's the other thing. Those individuals signed up to protect their community, and then they participated in that fucking bullshit where they're like, haha, racial profiling, haha, straight punches, LGBTQ plus person, haha, look at President Reagan feeding this monkey, oh my gosh, it's Obama, haha, look how funny we are, and look how small our dicks are. Like, yeah, get your fucking day in court, but also, you're an asshole, and your names have been reported in the media, and I am going to report your name here, so that way people can hear about it, because this needs to be talked about. About the texts, <laughs> I just keep like pausing and then I go on a rant and then I come back and I'm like, so about the texts, Zen. <laughs> about the texts, special advisor to the Los Angeles County District Attorney, George Gascon, or Gasson, he said, quote, it creates a tremendous amount of concern for me. We have a group of officers who apparently, in addition to harboring very biased and racist beliefs, also may be engaging in inappropriate force that could be illegal in some cases, end quote. Which it's like, yeah, that's why you all are investigating these past cases, because these officers likely had their beliefs bleed into their work, and now people are serving jail time, they have convictions that they shouldn't. Super great work, Torrance Police Department officers. Mentioned earlier, the California Attorney General's office is investigating this. The Torrance Police Department, they hired an outside law firm to review the scandal to investigate, and they also apparently asked the Attorney General's office for help. Chief of Torrance Police Jeremiah Hart said, quote, I am committed to accountability and I will not tolerate any form of bigotry, racism, hate, or misconduct. In partnership with Attorney General Bonta, I will ensure that change that needed changes are implemented to regain the public's trust and confidence. End quote. As of this past Friday, January 21st, 2022, Swain, our individual friend from the beginning, the one who his car was vandalized and spray painted, he's taken action. A federal lawsuit was filed where Swain, quote, accused the officers of unlawful search and seizure, unlawful taking of his property, and violating his constitutional rights, end quote. And with the lawsuit, he's presumably talking about Tom Sick and Weldon, and also with the lawsuit comes pictures of the swastika, which was large, which was large in the back of the car, and it was apparently painted in white paint. If I can find a picture of it, I don't know. You all know what a swastika looks like. I'll probably post other pictures related to this case. Probably not that. I'm not trying to post a swastika, but yeah, whatever. I'll post pictures related to this case. In terms of reviewing cases that the officers were involved in to see if there was any bias or the that the officers were material witnesses in, the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office dismissed at least 60 criminal cases linked to the officers and Torrance City prof whoa and Torrance City prosecutors have dismissed an additional 50 cases. So at this point, 110 cases have been dismissed, criminal cases, which is good because that means the people in in charge, the people, the prosecutors, the district attorneys, they're like, uh, shoot, these people should not have been punished, these people shouldn't be in jail, or this case shouldn't go to trial because the officer likely used bias as, bias as a part of it. So I'm glad that these cases are being reviewed, but 
it just worries me how many more cases there are since this group chat has been going on for three years. And it's not like their views started three years ago. Some of these officers were likely on the force for quite some time, and their cases probably go quite a while back. So it just makes me sad that there are probably people who have a record, have a conviction, or are in jail that shouldn't be because one of those officers used their bias and it led to their conviction. While all of this may seem shocking, all of this happening in Torrance, it didn't seem shocking to one person. Sidney Morrison was a former teacher who worked his way up to principal in Torrance, in the Torrance School District. Sidney Morrison, he is a black man, and he was the first black teacher at Torrance High School. When he first got hired as a teacher, he was excited. He was like, heck yeah, I got a job. His brother, he called his brother and was like, guess where I got a job in Torrance? And his brother apparently said, quote, what? Don't you know about Torrance? and the history of what they do there to black people, end quote. When Sydney started at the high school, the school had something called Slave Day. It was where students would bid on other students to serve them for a day. <laughs> Just, it's insane that that happened. I think it was like the 1970s when this was happening, which is not an excuse, but it was a very different time than it is now, so just kind of keep that in mind. But apparently the year after he got to the district, the slave day tradition, whatever you want to call it, it stopped. Sidney said about the scandal with the officers, quote, When I first read the article in the LA Times, I read it with interest and a lack of surprise. It raised the question, is this about bad apples in the police department, or is this more pervasive and allows a culture for police officers to brazenly share emails and texts, make racist jokes, without any fear of negative consequence? And the fact that it was done so openly speaks to the possibility that this is a systemic issue and it's not just a reflection of individual bigotry. End quote. Tom Sick and Weldon, our friend Officer Dix from the beginning, they are no longer employed by the Torrance Police Department, and 15 other officers are suspended at the time of this recording. A quote from Swain's attorney, and his attorney's name is Jerry Steering, after Jerry called the actions of the officers, quote, Nazi behavior, end quote, Jerry said the following, quote, Many of the persons entrusted with his protection, and he's talking about Swain's protection, many of the people entrusted with his protection are more dangerous than most of the people that he's supposed to be protected from. When somebody realizes that, it's an unsettling feeling. Because then, who do you call? End quote. The last quote I want to say before... I get to my final thoughts on this, is a quote from James Baldwin, and I think the quote perfectly encapsulates the spirit of the scandal and my thoughts on the scandal. The quote is, quote, I wonder, why do some people need to hate others? End quote. And that concludes a swastika, a smiley face, and a police department. As stated before, this is an ongoing investigation. The federal lawsuit was filed literally a week ago at the time of this recording, and this, uh, in the time of the episode dropped, it's on January 28th, 2022, so literally a week ago, this federal lawsuit was filed. As far as I could find, no criminal charges related to the tech scandal have been announced, but the names of the officers mentioned earlier, they were publicly named in multiple sources, and they are suspended and are likely 
going to face criminal charges, maybe, but also I think the hard part with this is it's not a crime to be a racist. It's not a crime to be homophobic. It's not a crime to be sexist. Like, you can have those beliefs, you can text about them, and it's, in my opinion, it's problematic to have those views, but criminally, I don't think there's much that can be done, maybe. I don't know the law in that area with freedom of speech, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are criminal charges with that conduct as it relates to their jobs as police officers and how their beliefs and maybe what they said could be tied to cases that they were involved in where there's clear bias. I don't know. This is all pure speculation that I'm just spewing right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are little to no charges for the text messaging scandal part because of freedom of speech because you are allowed to have those beliefs even though I strongly disagree with them as it was (laughs) just clearly made. As far as I can tell no criminal charges for the tech scandal but we will see what happens with that. The last thing I want to say about this scandal and it applies to it doesn't have to apply just to this scandal it applies to anything. If you know of any activity any behavior group chats stuff like that where the shit we talked about is going on, say something to someone. Whether you're telling your friend, a teacher, your boss, a parent, someone who can make sure that people doing what the police officers in Torrance were doing, don't get away with it. I can respect differing beliefs on things, differing opinions, but hating someone, hating a group of people for who they are is simply not acceptable. The reason that this behavior persists is because people like those dumbass officers who didn't say anything, it's because people like that allow it to happen. The officers that didn't participate, great, you didn't participate, but they let it happen. And that's almost as bad as participating. The other upsetting thing about this is assuming that those two officers, Tom Sick and Weldon, did uh, did spray paint the car. That is what led to this discovery. It's not because someone reported it. It's not because someone came clean and was like, hey, I'm in this group chat and I really need to not be in it anymore. The only reason this came to light is because there was an investigation of another racist hate symbol in the police department. So in theory, if the officers did it and they weren't dumbasses, this would not have come to light. Just let that sink in. No one did the right thing here. No one came clean. No one said, hmm, maybe this group chat is problematic because of our role. And even if you don't have a role as a police officer, a problematic group chat. But that group chat was discovered because of the the alleged actions of Tom Sick and Weldon. This group chat did not come about voluntarily. The reason I say that is because if this is happening in one police department, I have to imagine it's happening in other police departments, other businesses, other schools. If you know of this stuff, say something. Because beliefs like this cannot exist in our modern time. I respect differing opinions, differing beliefs, but hating someone simply because of who they are, who they love, what skin color they have, it's not okay. It, if you know of something and you don't say something, you are part of the problem. Speak up and say something at the very least. Oh my god, okay. God, I'm so sweaty. I'm sure you'd love to know that, but man, I'm hot.
Okay. And on that note, personal scandal time. This one is short and it's kind of awful. Well, it's very awful, but it's a scandal. So here we go. This one was not reported in like the news or anything, but someone wrote in, they said, a warden at the local prison raped a bunch of the inmates. And the only reason I know that is because the guy I buy ammo from took him down. Which it's like, if that's happening, it should be reported. And also, hey, here's a novel idea. Don't rape people. Crazy. And a lot of people seem to have trouble with that idea, but yeah. There we are. Don't rape people. <laughs> Thanks for sending in the scandal. Oh my god. This episode was a doozy. If you've made it this far, thanks for sticking in it. It was a rough episode. Here we are. And if you want to stay up with the latest, <laughs> oh boy, follow on social media. I'm going to post some photos related to this scandal. I don't know what yet, but I'll find some. On Instagram at Scandal101Podcast, on Twitter at Scandal101Pod, on Facebook, Scandal101Podcast, the website where the show notes are, and the show notes are also linked in the description of the episode. The website is Scandal101Podcast.podbean.com. The email to send your personal scandals to is Scandal101Podcast at gmail.com. And finally, I just want to say thanks so much for listening. Even though this episode was frustrating, I had a lot of, I don't know if fun is the right word, but I had a lot of, like, I just enjoy doing this a lot. It's cool to see where all of you are listening from. From, and it's cool to tell a story that a lot of people should know. So thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. This has been episode 37 of Scandal 101.